podcast as always my name is ryan and i'm joined by my co-host andy hey we get to share the hosting duties equally now <laughs> it's exciting uh if you enjoy our podcast head on over to geekade.com we're part of the geekade podcast network where you're gonna find podcasts on video games music movies comics so much more they're also in the process of uh updating their Patreon and um, Patreon perks and exclusive early access. So if you're interested in that stuff, feel free to check it out. Wow. Did this podcast land on a day for news? So yeah, we had two. We got the Nintendo direct. Yeah. And a PlayStation state State of of play. play. Let's start with the state of play. Did you see it? All right. We didn't no. have to. All right, let's move on to the uh, the Nintendo Direct. So this was the uh, very hyped, um, supposed to be very juicy in what was coming out, according to industry inside credible <laughs> leakers like the Jeff Grubbs of the world. We were supposed to get all sorts of Zelda and Metroid stuff. Uh, Nintendo came out and said, hey, it's a 40 minute direct. We're focusing largely on what's coming out this year. None of that happened. It was 40 minutes. You were right about that. So it started started off like we'd all expect, right? Fire Emblem, because that's the new hotness with Nintendo. (laughs) Which is crazy. Like, I think they just, they're like, announced that just now, right? I thought so. I don't know if that was, yeah, I thought that was a new one. And then it's like, uh, uh, January. Yeah. So, like, they're just pumping these things out like crazy now. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost a Pokemon level where they're just constantly turning out games. Yeah, I just for a while there, like Three Houses, the last one. I fe- I thought they were like talking about that one for like two years, right? Well, and then this one is just like, uh, see you in four months. <laughs> I think they like the black ink. They're like, oh, this does sell well across the world. Like this is a cash cow we've not been exploiting. Like let's get caught up. Yep. So yeah, it's interesting to see. And then that was immediately followed by quality games coming to Switch, but they were also ports of things that you have on Game Pass already if you're an Xbox person. So you're getting It Takes no. Two. You're get, Holy cow, those look like shit. Yeah. Like the yeah. graphics on those were noticeably like, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, Tunic kind of held its luster. Um, it wasn't as sharp and crisp, though, as it is on like a Series X. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those are things to be excited about, but those are also games that I feel like most multi-system owners would already have had access to and probably played. Yep. And then what did we get? We got the first Splatfest for Splatoon 3 was announced. DLC for Mario Kart. And another two two tracks does that sound right i thought the past <sighs> ones have been more yeah that maybe not i thought it was too and you're right it was only two tracks and one of them's from tour which I, come on let's not bring in tracks from a game where you can't actually drive i mean <laughs> that's, that's not smart 
Those aren't classics. Nobody's played them. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, so then we get, the, yeah, we get the update then for Strikers, which was, uh, what's her name? Paul, Pauline and Diddy Kong. Yes, there we go. Still not enough to make me want to buy that at a full retail price. No. I will buy Strikers when Strikers is $30 on Black Friday, hopefully. Or that 35 right? And then was it the Wii Sports? That was the next one, right? They're bringing golf. But just like remakes of the Wii Sports course. So like not even. But now there's crazy man golf mode where eight people have to like hit it the best. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm just on a quick side note. And the, today they also announced that the makers of. Uh, everybody golf. Okay. And uh, Hot Shots Golf. Yep. They're uh, making a new golf game for the Switch. It looks like Hot Shots Golf. Really? Which is weird that that's a that's such an ingrained PlayStation thing to me. But yeah, for sure, that is interesting. Are they basically just going to port the last one over? I think it's new. I don't know. I didn't yeah. look at it too much, but it's a new new name anyway. I wonder if the license any like costumes or characters or have like some weird crossover that way. Yeah, kind of interesting. Those are great games. Mm-hmm. Probably better than Wii Sports Golf. Yeah, I would. I would guess. Um, so I'm trying to think, like, what was the next big one after the? Oh, I also thought it was weird that they're like, "Golf's coming, but it's delayed." Sorry, haha. <laughs> I don't know. Weird, weird, to, weird to see delays on DLC, but I guess it happens. I, so this, the Nintendo Directs in the last couple of years have been, oh, like when they first started out, like how they had like the Muppet things and like a whole bunch of crazy stuff yeah that they actually put effort in yeah and now it's just like here's a video and then the nintendo guy comes back and it's like you just watched game name please look forward to it uh-huh after <laughs> it's just yeah the most dry thing ever it's like is this an ai making this script it is pretty lackluster is it isn't it i mean it wouldn't take much to just like put a little more zazz into that presentation yeah. And they just seem to not care. Nope. Oh, we'll snap there was, her fingers and it'll be fine. We're forgetting about the other update. Uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got as DLC coming. So. Oh, sure. And then came the moment that made me laugh to tears damn near. When they cut to a new game that they were announcing and a uh, character drops in. I'm like, holy fist of the North Star. What? <laughs> and then <laughs> immediately screen prompts like a DDR game come up on the screen and it's fist of the North star dash fitness boxing. <laughs> and I just, my mind melted and I just, I couldn't not laugh. It's like, it's almost like an April fool's joke of a, a game idea, but it's a thing, I guess. Yeah. That's it's, it is one of those things where you like do a double take on it where you're just like, wait, this can't, this I'm missing something here. Yeah. Like I thought maybe like, Oh, maybe fist of the North star is getting like a strider treatment. They're going to do like a pseudo two, two D update and like, Oh, or a whole new entry, but no, a rhythm game or a fitness game <laughs> or a combo of the two with a very violent anime and IP. I don't know. I, I can't quite wrap my head around why that's a thing, but it is. I did, yeah, I would love to know the business meetings that somehow arranged that, but yeah. 
Now, my question for you is because the majority of this, the rest of the things we can talk about with the, with this direct should, I would think make you incredibly happy as an RPG, JRPG guy. Was it too much? Was it not? I mean, how does one play 30 dozen hundred plus hour RPGs that are all coming to the switch apparently in the next year? It is way too much. And even like each thing is way too much when, you know, like the final fantasy rhythm game is like, if you buy the, pass you can have access to 500 songs and it's like who who's asking for that many songs in this little tap game yeah i was gonna say because what is the purpose of that one because it's literally either you're going to be tapping the screen or you're tapping a button like that doesn't seem fun for like 600 songs maybe i'm missing (laughs) something (laughs) like they need a peripheral yeah maybe like whack a chocobo with a drumstick or something i don't know (laughs) But yeah, I mean, they started with Fire Emblem and then they got into a whole bunch of other like front mission and like tile stuff, tile based strategy games. And then the tiles turned into crops where you're farming the crops. And it it was it was funny because it felt like they knew that they had a lot of them and they had to space them out. (laughs) So every like fourth game was like. And here's a new one, a farming game. <laughs> but then and they then gave they up, and it was more. like four in a row. <laughs> yeah. And it was just farming game, farming game, farming game. And some of them look like, I, what are we doing? Like, one yeah. is a remake of a PS2 game, Harvest Moon game. One yeah. of them is a remake of a DS game. I will say the only one that caught my attention, and I think it was one of the ones they led with early on, which helped, was there was that one that was, I forget the name, and it's a new game. And it's like the, the four, four player. player. Yeah, that yeah. looked like it had like a chance. It looked like, yep. you know, Stardew meets Animal Crossing with cutesy visuals, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's it's kind of unreal that that has taken over the way it does. But I mean, it goes to show how big of a hit Stardew Valley was because clearly oh, every yeah. mid-level or indie developer was like, we need some of that because there yeah. was so much of it. But even in those games, like farming is such a small part of it, too. You yeah. Know? But but every trailer for it is like, look at this. I'm growing a tomato. <laughs> so did you catch that part? I forget which game it was. I think it was the one that they're reporting, like updating. I think you might have said it might have said it was like a DS game. But they're like, now there's added like uh, things you can do to spice up your your love life between you and your spouse. And I was like, what? what games are they like is there gonna be like a like wedding night mode and like your hut or what's happening here i'm very intrigued as to what they're hinting at Uh, i very much doubt it i don't know i'm i it's i think given all like you know given panty fighters and all those like weird (laughs) dating games there might be a uh like a horny harvest moon yeah like rhythm game could happen (laughs) yeah I I I was actually just like burst out laughing, rolling on the floor when it was like the fifth farming game in, and it's the name of it is just various day life. <laughs> it's like we're not even, that that really got me. Where it's like we're not even trying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unreal. Like so, it was so RPG heavy and so farming sim heavy that like I just. Clearly, like they that's if that's your if those are your genres, the switch is now your home for the next couple of years. But 
wow, if you were not into that, there there's a whole lot you could snooze on. Octopath 2 was kind of big, I guess. Yeah. A lot of people like that. But some of those have been like Atelier whatever. Like that series makes like f- five a year, it seems like. It's like nobody even talks about those games. Yeah. But here they are on the Switch and they're talking about it. And, and Was it Tales of Symphonia is getting an update? Was that the one yeah, too? They, That's big. That one's getting remade. That Chrono, not... Uh, what am I thinking? The Final Fantasy, like Crisis Core oh, Crisis thing. Core. That was a 360 or was that a PSP and then it got... PSP game. Okay. I think. Yeah, but that yeah, one surprised that, me. That looks, that, that looks like a complete remake. Yeah. That looks pretty sharp for a PSP game. Yeah, it did look good. Yeah, and then we got that announcement that Capcom's bringing like all the new Resident Evil games by a cloud only, <laughs> um, which I guess makes sense, right? Because like they're not going to look worth a damn on the switch so yeah i mean having played control via cloud it handles really well so i guess if you're willing to accept the fact that at some point your purchase is going to just be vaporware yeah it's fine i mean it's nice that they're doing the option and then we got kirby apparently it's kirby's 30th which since when is kirby like the mascot the nintendo's like pumping out throughout the life of a console. Kirby's always like the guy you forget about until they need like a B tier game in the death (laughs) throws. We've already had like three Kirby games on the switch Four if you count like some of the other like downloadable things, but uh, they're, they're porting over that for Kirby's 30th next year comes out the return to dreamland, which for anyone was the death row from the Wii. Wii, Yes. (laughs) I was going to say, and like, I hope it doesn't decrease the value because I bought that one knowing it would shoot up in price. Um, I don't, I'm a, I will say I'm a little unsure of that art style. I mean, I understand that they had to rework the game because it was a standard definition Wii game, but they almost did like 2d cartoon graphics on top of 3d backgrounds. Like it's, it looks odd. I feel like they just drove, drew black lines around (laughs) all the jaggies. Right. That would be around, you know, a standard def graphic. Yeah. Like the first thing I instantly like hearkened it to, not that it looks like that visually, but like in the way it kind of is jarring to me was uh, Kirby's Dreamland 3 on the Super Nintendo, where it's got that really odd art style that just doesn't fit in the Kirby universe. It's like almost what That's this like feels like. That's like the watercolor looking one. Right. Yeah. Right. And this yep. is like that, but then they, like you said, they drew sharp lines around it, you know? Um, I think it will be good. That's a good game. I also like that they allow for four players, but you can all be Kirby. Cause I feel like that's been a problem in other ones is like, somebody's always like the other characters who have a, a move set. That's like locked in, right? Like that's not that fun. Yeah. You want to do all the fun yeah. stuff. You want to do the Kirby stuff. Um, so that was an un. I don't know if it was on, un, not unexciting. I mean, it was, it was, it was nice to see. It was just kind of like a neat little bonus, but it's also coming on the heels of that. Kirby's Dream Buffet and the great Kirby game that just came out. So it's like, man, maybe space them out a little bit. Yeah. Like at least like maybe one a year is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, should we get to the the Miyamoto? <sighs> the cock tease, the, the troll. There was there was a Miyamoto sighting. Yeah, which they never like for context, they almost never have Miyamoto on these things. No, they haven't in forever. The last one was the movie 
where he was announcing the movie cast and everybody made fun of that. Yeah. So I figured Miyamoto was like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he came out and then he first started talking about the movie, which immediately I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I was having like panic attacks that they were going to like tie into like, and based on the movie, we're going to have a Mario game. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yep. And then thankfully they went in a different direction, although not the best. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to start talking about Pikmin. And you're like, oh, OK, is this the Pikmin 4 that was supposed to be done like 10 years ago or five years ago or whatever? Yeah. And uh, he starts talking about the mobile game that's been out for months already. And going over the mechanics, almost as if saying, like, guys, you're not playing this game. Please <laughs> download it. Which is probably very true. And play this game. And I, you know, to be truthful, like, that one is, it looks like it's more to do with, like, your walk. Yeah. It's like the healthy aspects of Pokemon Go is how I always took a take yeah. on that. So Pokemon Go, I always thought was, like, it was just, you have to get to the place. I mean, people were driving there. You get to the place and do the thing. Yep. Where this is much more like, hey, this is your path. You got to walk the path. So at least there's a bonus to that and look kind of interesting in that regard. And then uh, he said one more thing. And everybody he got talked, their hopes up. Yep. Hey, it must be Mario, right? This is the Mario guy. Or Zelda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. Uh, more Pikmin, which I, I wonder if Miyamoto is just like, just like we got to stop talking about Mario. We need to start talking about Pikmin again. Like that was his last like great idea. I think that you know, yes. new concept that he came out with. Correct. So I feel like that's the one where he's still championing, but it was so not the announcement everyone wanted. And then he like goes on like, and I had this special shirt made up. It's like, yeah, look at my shirt. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Like, where's uh, my, where's my wind waker port? You son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm glad, like you said, that game has supposedly been done and shelved for a couple of years now. So it's funny that they didn't show more of the gameplay knowing that all he did was like mention. And now look at this still screenshot. You can play from the angle of the Pikmin's perspective. Okay, sure. That's not, I mean, you're not changing the gameplay, but Knowing right. that they supposedly had this polished for the most part and ready to go, it does beg the question, why did that not drop November of this year? You know what I mean? Why yeah. in, in a year where they've got like such a week? Well, I guess there's Pokemon games in November, right? Yeah, but that's... But still, they could yeah. have dropped it. It could have been a holiday game. It could have even been a January 1st or, you know, the first week of January game, get the kids Christmas money. But now it's coming yeah. out, like, what did they say? Was it May or no, April? I forget. Next spring sometime, yeah, it's I like thought, It's like right yeah. before the new Zelda. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, what do, what do they have coming out? I mean, I guess Bayonetta? Bayonetta. This year. And then Bayonetta in October, then we have the Pokemons in November. I'm struggling to think if there's anything first party other than that. I mean, that's why it's just kind of mind-boggling to me that... <laughs> You should have you should have led that to like bolster the holiday season, and maybe they're yeah. really thinking that Splatoon's going to keep selling like hotcakes. And from the sounds of it, it is. But holy shit, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. And then 
Yeah, that leads into the final announcement. They're like, and this is the last thing we're going to show. So you're waiting for something big. You know, we were we were supposed to get the HD ports of Zelda Twilight Princess, Zelda Wind Waker, and the Metroid Prime Trilogy were all going to be announced. That was the big thing. Because I honestly believed, and I still kind of believe, that the sequel to Breath of the Wild won't come out until they launch a new console, which I figured would be either the beginning of 2024 or the very tail end of 2023, but they're claiming. And the final thing they showed, which was almost nothing, which is dumb, uh, was the sequel to breath of the wild, which they've now renamed tears of the kingdom, <laughs> which, Oh, right. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess Zelda sequels don't get number sequential. I mean, it makes sense, but then I like how there's also the speculation that that's why, this was not broadcast in the UK because they <laughs> yeah. thought the name was too like, and it's probably true. Um, you know, given that yeah, the queen is bad passed. timing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was just, <sighs> and then they flashed the release date, which was, this is the first time they've set, you know, they've set months, they've set quarters, they've set years. They've never set a date. And I think, what was it? The May 12th. Is that what they're saying? I think that's it. Yeah, May 12th, yeah. So that's cool. I would love to believe that that's going to be the date that sticks, hopefully. Um, But it was just such a letdown because, again, I'm not an RPG guy. I don't need that many farming sims. So I was waiting for this big thing that was going to appeal to me. And I got a Kirby game that I like and a, a name for the Zelda game I've been waiting for for five fucking years. Yeah. And that that Zelda, even the trailer, like what they were showing, it was like nothing new. There was like a glider thing that he was yeah. standing on that looked new. And what's All the, the other deal stuff with, was like, yeah, he's you know, seen it. Yeah, we already saw different parts of this stuff. So what's the deal with the animation where they were showing him like levitating a rock and kind of using it as an elevator? Like, why yeah. was it clipping through like frames of the rock like every so often? You know, did you notice that? Yeah, it like, must be. Uh, is that a stopping yeah, the, point? Is that it must be like an extension or a stopping point okay. or something like that? I didn't like it. I didn't like it on on screen. I didn't like the way that looked. But maybe that, that's just me. I guess I haven't played the game, yeah. obviously. So yeah, and I I don't to know. To me, it's like it's kind of weird because it feels like the same um, design principle of that latest Mario mini pack that they did. The oh bowser's fury uh-huh where it was just kind of like these disparate like islands and lands that you were running mario around on yeah and this looks like the same thing where they're just like we built a great world in breath of the wild and it's like here we we're just we're gonna put them up in the sky so we can design them the way we want yeah which i guess is kind of wind waker too but <laughs> well and it's kind of skyward sword right like it's kind of like yeah. the culmination of all that but yeah, it this seemed like a lot more different little islands and little things that you're right traversing. Maybe I don't know With more openness. Yeah, and I was really I, hoping. I just for, know I'm going to want the hook shot right away for sure, <laughs> and as much stamina as you can get because you're going to be gliding a long way. Yeah, and I'm really hoping for. I'm really hoping for the like third layer of the onion where, because the land got destroyed and the masses are up in the sky. I hope that also means that there's just like walk into components of the underground, like caverns and stuff. 
Oh, and yeah. I don't mean like <clears throat> shrines. I just want them to be like a natural extension that just loads. And I don't they did. That was the very first trailer, right? Yeah. It was in a cave. In it. Yeah. They never showed like how they got there or any of that. <clears throat> you know what the middle of the onion is. What's up? It's actually tears of the kingdom. And this is a, this is a secret paper Zelda game. Oh, is he going to turn thin and then like walk through cracks in the wall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or he'll just like walk through the butt cheeks and tingles like wedgie. In his... <laughs> and it'll be a beetle shop in there. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a lot to be happy about, but there's, I feel like it's understandable to be kind of disappointed with how that direct went. I'd still chalk it up as a win, but it did. It kind of let me down massively. Do you think they're doing it just to keep the partners happy? Like a lot of those games, like even three years ago, wouldn't have made any sort of trailer that like those type of games are making their own marketing. Yeah, probably. So like, and they certainly seem to be wanting to make square Enix very happy. Cause yeah, that might as constantly. well just been like the square Enix fucking direct. Yeah. Well, the past five, I feel like are always like these and squares making, remaking this game and remaking this game. And yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a bummer. Super excited for Zelda though. Still. I just really wish if that was how you're going to go out, like they should have at least shown like a, Two more minutes of like gameplay footage that we hadn't already seen. There is no reason to tease us with like a minute and 10 seconds of like the little map and the music, you know? Yeah. That was dumb. And I'm not crazy about the name either. It's not really great, but yeah, depends on what it's about, but well, definitely seems like it's a, and the kingdom, I'm a, guessing a, a dark middle chapter. Who knows? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the, kind of just taking for granted that those other Zelda games are going to come out was kind of wild. And then they just don't. Um, I was watching the giant bomb one where the one guy was like, you were saying Jeff Grubb was saying like, Oh, these are coming out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And at the end of that, you could kind of tell he was kind of uneasy or stunned. And I don't know if it was like, he was just like, Oh man, I'm wrong. Was Gersman like, it was, fuck you. <laughs> or maybe it was like, Oh shit. Maybe these are like, fake leaks that are going through the yeah. company and now I got somebody fired. You know? Now his sources are no longer reliable. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the only guy though. There was a couple other people that swore they had the inside scoop. I don't doubt at all that those things are ready and can just be released at any point. I just don't know why Nintendo's you, you would be not dumb doing not them. to do it. You know, it would be yeah. dumb not to put those out. Oh, but and yeah. I guess I overlooked like something that's kind of major. But I give less shits about than Fist of the North Star fitness boxing. And that's the fact that they teased like, was it 10, 11, 64 games coming to Switch Online expansion, which I think we're getting two Mario parties and something else in October or yet this year. And then they had like a laundry why, list. Why wouldn't you space out the Mario parties? Like, <sighs> yeah. Why would you dump them all at one time? And then the Pokemon <laughs> stadiums. Like, why do you need one and yeah. two right away? Excite bike. And then they're like, oh yes. And one more. And then they show the golden eye <laughs> thing. I'm like, this is great for a lot of people. It, like I, 
it does absolutely nothing for me. Yeah, I the fact that it has online is pretty cool. But right. It's going to be it's going to be a uh fall down to earth moment for a lot of people playing the, that game again. <laughs> well, and how bad do you think Joy-Con Drift's going to get playing those Mario Party <laughs> games on those Joy-Con? Like it's going to be a real problem. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot that they announced. I think they probably shouldn't have done that. I don't think it was smart for them to show eight games that they're going to sprinkle out over the next year. I don't understand what the point of that was. Like you could have kept some of the mystery there. Yeah. Um, but I guess they needed something, right? I, I, yeah. It is weird that, the, you know, sometimes it's just like they have nothing and then they'll do this and here you go. Here's a ton. Yeah. But I think Gold Knight is coming to Xbox as well. Yes. Yep. I saw that. <clears throat> Which makes sense because they would have to work out the licensing deal with Rare anyway. So, yeah. Would you now will the online play be cross platform between the two? So that's part of the deal, I guess, is that Nintendo has exclusive online okay so like the xbox ones don't have online oh just couch co-op yeah because uh i think maybe microsoft forgot how coach co-op works (laughs) and maybe how that's really important in major releases in their biggest franchise franchise that that they probably made them yeah yeah what's ryan upset about halo halo infinite so the 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 game that I put on the back burner, and I, I know a few other people who have done it too, because I was waiting for the all-important couch co-op campaign experience, not on the internet. I know that's possible. I just wanted to sit on the couch with somebody and go through that campaign, my son. So we put that thing down, and we've been playing through every old Halo game that has couch co-op. We're up to four almost. Five doesn't have it, because five sucked. And then... After telling people it was still coming, 343 just came out and said, hey, the Forge is dropping. It's the future of the game. And by the way, couch co-op split screen's not happening. We're just dropping it. And then they cited basically it was a fringe group of people who wanted that, <laughs> um, which okay. I don't think they understand their audience or what made them special. And I think they really don't understand how the forge is not going to save halo infinite no i mean that that was the forge was really cool the first time yeah because there was nothing like that and then little big planet happened and then there's a billion other things that are make your own levels and shit and do a whole bunch of other stuff yep and now it's just not that special anymore yeah And I don't have any doubt that there will be pockets of people who get hardcore into the forge and there will be streamers that specialize in it and it will add legs to Halo Infinite, but it will not Halo Infinite's campaign from the bits I've played felt pretty anticlimactic and they need the other person there and the randomness and the stupidity that can come of that to really make that like a super super memorable experience and for them to just drop it is it's damaging to that franchise in a way that they can't get out from under going forward now I feel because they've already announced it Halo Infinite is the base of the platform going forward so clearly 
that's not going to be something they they can get in. Yeah. It's what an albatross this Halo has become because I mean the Master Chief shit was a disaster when that came out, that Master Chief collection. Yep. And then give them credit, they put a ton of work into that and made that kind of a really cool thing. Yeah, 6 years later. Yeah. And then, you know, Infinite came out what 2 years after it was basically supposed to. Yep. And unfinished at this point. Yep. And for me, considering it won't have co-op, I'll just consider it just unfinished for forever. Yes. No, I'm 100% the same way. And then what's really frustrating is I was reading an article where a group of gamers in, I don't know if it's been patched out yet, but they found a way to spoof an online match, an offline mode by joining a friend's fire team from a load screen when you're booting into a game and then immediately leaving that fire team which lets you start an offline mode, an offline session to where you can actually play up to four player couch co-op in the campaign with cutscenes. Granted, there's some jank, but if there's a way to glitch into it, that was functionally sound enough for this to work. Like they had to have been close enough to pull off two player split screen couch co-op and to just know that they just dropped it is such BS. And then I think, was it like the week after that, they announced like the head, like the head director for Halo. She'd been there 15 years is now she left. So I don't know. Yeah, that uh, I wonder how that game's doing, like. All the extra stuff in that game, like, is it. I don't know. It just seems like that it dropped off. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's a one of the highest profile. I would, I'm not, failure is probably the right word. I know it's not a failure, but that missed the mark by so much. And that game had such a pedigree. And it really had the chance to like reinvigorate the franchise after five didn't really do what a lot of people wanted. And they just, I don't think you can bring it back. I don't think Halo is the like, and what they screwed up on is like they botched it in such a bad way because halo is more than like halo is a brand at this point. Halo is not just a game, but they've like done so much damage to like the base of what that brand was that I don't know who's going to care if they renew that halo, you know, series again, Who who's going to buy halo toys. If kids aren't playing the games. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I can't imagine Microsoft views it as their, top tier thing anymore they i don't think they can yeah i'm i'm completely i was enraged when i read that just because it had been like it was within the last month that they confirmed yep that's the next priority that's coming like they (laughs) confirmed it up and down all the way up to this and then they just like pulled the ball out from under us bullshit um but we can segue into another uh ridiculous thing we were talking about nintendo and microsoft playing nice and then as we know microsoft's buying activision and sony is being the whiniest little (laughs) bitch of a company over call of duty of all things so my understanding was that the 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 purchase was always going to mean that call of duty 
and its obligations to PlayStation platforms would have been upheld, which I think at the time that they started those discussions, it was like three more years, the next three games or something. And then apparently behind closed doors, Microsoft told Sony, we'll, we'll honor that and extend it by at least another three more years of, of Call of Duty being on your platforms. And then the president of like Sony Entertainment basically comes out and says he had no intention of airing his dirty laundry, but like it's absolutely ridiculous that those games won't be on PlayStation anymore. You know, I I don't get the logic because one, you don't own that company. Also, they paid for exclusivity for a whole generation with COD, like early releases, early packs, like they, they paid money for some of this stuff. And when a company gets bought out that you don't own with a property that is not yours, there should be no expectation that it comes to your console. And the thing that like immediately came to mind when I was reading all of this is like the Sony realized that the best selling console of this entire generation has never had a call of duty game on it <laughs> yeah, at all. So what is he complaining about? Like clearly yeah. that's not a system seller. And what's, what's call of duty in six years. Right. Can't, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's already so far down the ladder that <clears throat> I don't know. I think, I think this was just all political stuff where he's posturing that against this to, you know, Shut make down a the statement merger or the acquisition Yeah, for a, for a antitrust thing, you know, sure. basically saying like call of duty is such a big thing. That if there's any limitation on it, then you have to shut down the merger. Which, I mean, you would think any reasonable judge would throw that out, right? It's not like they're the company's buying oxygen and refusing to sell you cans of oxygen. I mean, it's just... Well, really? Yeah. I. It's not... Yeah, I don't know. It's... I mean, Call of Duty is really big still. It still sells a shit ton. But it's still going to sell a shit ton everywhere else, too. You know, it's not. Yeah, I guess I don't ever see them taking away like the. uh, Like the the new war zone. Like, I don't see how that would ever stop being cross platform. Right. I mean, what would be the point of that? It would just damage yeah. the overall game for Xbox. So I can't imagine even after the next six years are up that that won't still be on Sony stuff. Maybe they just won't get like the new entry or maybe they get it as a six month down the line thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It all seems so stupid. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's downright hypocritical really to what he's saying because you know, he, their whole business model is to make huge billion dollar games <laughs> like last of us and all this to, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then they're, they're like, Oh, we have to keep it exclusive to recoup the costs. But the thing that's stupid too game. is Sony had at one point really great proprietary first person games like Killzone and Resistance, you know, in those franchises. Although it was Resistance Insomniac who made yep. that, so that's gone anyway. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know. It, it, plus it's six years down the road, man. Like when those things come to an end, it's called negotiation. You renegotiate, you know, find a yeah. way to make that work, trade them something like 
I don't know. What, what kind of business deal is in perpetuity? Right. You know? like, and you have six years to develop the killer app to go against that game and that yeah. franchise. Six years of development. Uh, which you now own Bungie. So yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> they're so they're such hypocrites. Which yeah. That didn't get a lot of press. I mean it did, but it didn't. Like it really didn't glom onto that the way I thought they would. Maybe it's because Bungie's now like just the destiny machine, but it's yeah, I just feel like it's like, well, it's what uh, what other thing are you getting other than destiny, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. Whole lot of industry shenanigans. Maybe we should talk about some things we've actually been playing or watching. Hey, yeah, we can do that. Um, I can start out with a game my wife has been playing. This is the one that you had to kick her off so we could play Wildlands. This, yes, this is uh, speaking of farming games. <laughs> this is a uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is a Harvest Moon Animal Crossing knockoff game with Disney characters. Okay. Sounds sound. Um, and it's on game pass, which you get like the founders edition, because I believe this is supposed to be a free to play game at some point. I don't think that part's launched yet. Um, so you get to play now and you get like a bunch of the currency and all that stuff to play the game. And I have to say, this is maybe one of the most impressive games of this style. Like, it kicks Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon really out of the park. Yes. How, um, how does it achieve that? So, it looks really good. And they don't care about the normal grind that most of these games are. Okay. Um, cause they want younger demographics, I suppose. Right. I, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you've, all the harvest moon games and Stardew Valley and all that is like, you start with this shitty watering can that does you know, water one plant at a time and your ax takes 15 things to knock down a tree. And you know, the whole point is to upgrade this shit and make it you know better. Right. And this, it's just like, Hey, you have this watering can. If you go out in the garden, it'll just like react to the all of the plants around you that you haven't watered yet and you can just press the button it does it all and it's endless water you don't have to like go to a well right i believe so maybe yes. no i think it's endless i don't know i feel like they missed but, an opportunity uh, there where olaf should just walk through you with the field and like rip <laughs> chunks of himself off and throw it on the plots yeah uh yeah well, maybe <laughs> um there's this it, it's just a lot of stuff like that where it's just like this is really streamlined i mean even like laying down blocks and or paths and stuff like this and trees and stuff okay it's so much easier than all those other games it's so intuitive which is like the opposite of what i thought a free-to-play game would be i figured for sure it would be like oh we're just gonna lock you out of all of this stuff and timers and all this you know you have to use the currency to upgrade shit make it better or whatever sure it's like no as far as i can tell the business model is you get a there's a battle pass style thing that has like themed outfits and stuff like that and furniture yeah that's what i was gonna say was like i definitely see the money maker for them being the like 
I want this character or I want that, you know, stage piece for my house. And so I guess yep. that makes sense. Like they've got a wealth of, of assets to draw from. So you make a game that's like really engaging to get into and lets you focus more on like the building your world and village, then you're going to get people to pay up to decorate it. Right. Yep. And it, it's kind of interesting because you can kind of come to the game because you know the characters as well. So, you know, a little bit about them and how they would interact with other things. So you go to, you know, these other characters' worlds, you do a job for them and then convince them to move to your town. So like one example would be uh go to Ratatouille land. You help them cook some food, bring them back, which he's like, hey, can you build me a house? I need oh, to nice. live in a house and you build him a house. It's the most gigantic house. He's in a the rat. Whole. Yeah. He's just a small rat. He gets the biggest house. In the, in the <laughs> Give him a shoebox. Yeah. And then, uh, you build a restaurant for him and that like the stuff that you see in there, it's just really funny because like you'll go into the restaurant and there'll be like Merlin and Donald duck, like <laughs> sitting at the table together and they're like talking to each other. And some of the conversations that they have are really funny. and interesting right now right now like mini mouse is just like a haunted ghost wandering the whole city so you have to figure out how to go to the other dimension to save Minnie Mouse. <laughs> that's dark for a mini story line. yeah yeah but i i yeah i really recommend it huh. if you're into that style of game it's it's really well done and i'm i'm interested because this is developed by gameloft which is like Oh man, they've made so many terrible mobile games <laughs> over my lifetime that I've like, oh no, I saw that logo and I'm just like, no way. But they're also making that uh, Disney racing game. Which that looks kind of good. That's coming to Switch. I, think, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a free to play too. So I wonder okay. if it's going to be the same type of thing where it's like, yeah, you just play courses and everything's free. And it's like, hey, if you want cooler wheels on your thing, you pay extra, but whatever. Would make sense. Or at least sell a battle pass, like you said, to get that stuff. And yeah, that's cool. Well, interesting. I wouldn't have expected that from like a, a Disney cash in free game like that, especially with yeah. like how bad Disney games had gotten in terms of like, as you were saying, like mobile, like shilling and like all that stuff. It's interesting. Yep. How about you? Have you been, been playing anything? God, I'm trying to think I've played. I mean, other than some wild lands with you, I don't think, no, I not, that was the only other thing I, well, I played some seven days to die with my son, the console version. Oh, yeah. We ended up, we got ourselves, we had a real bad spawn um, <laughs> and we're going to go into day seven and then we're going to get decimated. So it's probably not going to be fun, <laughs> but no, I did order a new game though. I, um, well, I've been following the Evercade stuff for a while because it always seemed kind of neat, but I was like, I don't need that. Well, then they've got that new Evercade that's coming out like the EXP this fall all winter. <clears throat> and like, it's got Wi-Fi built in better screen and everything. And then what I like is it's got like, it's kind of like the wonder swan where you can switch it and play like Tate mode for shooters. So I was like, well, that's kind of neat. And then they announced that also it's going to come bundled with like 18 Capcom arcade games. I was like, oh, that's oh, really cool. cool then. So then I was like, well, screw it. Like I, 
there's enough there between the Tate mode and like the included shooters and stuff that I'm just going to check this thing out. So I pre-ordered it and it turns out the pre-orders went live on what day was it? Was it the ninth maybe or the 11th? I don't know. It was, it was just the last few days and um, I went to go pre-order it. Apparently, apparently the, the U S pre-order, well, one of the two places you can get it through is best buy. I had been needing to use my best buy card anyway. Cause they've been sending me the thing where it's like, if you don't even buy something, we're going to deactivate your account. Cause it's been years. Right. I was like, great. Two birds is one stone. I'm going <laughs> to get an Evercade and I'm going to re up my card. Um, so yeah, I got that coming. I'm kind of excited about it. Um, 150 bucks. And it comes with 18 Capcom games built in plus another pack. Cause most of it is for anyone who doesn't know the Evercade basically specializes in physical cartridges um, and most of them are collections from either past consoles, certain arcade developers, or in some cases, indie developers making new retro games. Um, so it's very much a switch like collection. Yeah, it's very much a switch like machine. A more budget switch like machine for retro gaming, collecting people in mind is kind of how I would pitch it. Um, do I need this thing? No, but I think at that price and with the stuff that's included, even if I never buy another game for it, it's probably worth it. So, well, it's cool that they're getting into like Capcom stuff. Cause then it's yeah. like, well, there's a chance that they really get into some cool stuff. Cause before it was like, here's data East collection number two. And you know, it's yeah. like, well, that's Technos. Yeah. Well, like now that's that stuff H- you can get for nothing, but I know and now can get like Sunsoft. Konami stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, now that Sunsoft is like, hey, we might put out games again. Could you imagine like a Sunsoft collection on this thing? Oh, yeah, that'd be, be cool. But yeah, if they got Konami too. Yeah, it's, it's neat. We'll see. We'll see. I'll also give a review of when I, what I think when I get it. As if I'm going to unbox it and play it when I, it'll probably still be sitting in a box six months after I get it. <laughs> it it's not like a new <clears throat> generation of that thing, right? It's um, like they're not going to make new games that only work on that thing correct i would say that's correct i would think it's yeah it's more of like a quality of it's like the oled to the standard switch i guess is kind of how i'm looking at it but yes i think you're right i think the only thing in their ecosystem that might not work because they did a home version they started out as the console the handheld console and they made a home system that hooks up to a tv if you want to do that and i think there are some cartridges that just don't work on that because i think in some of their collections they they got, I think, I think it's a Namco thing. They got exclusive rights to the console versions or like portable or portable rights to put some of those games in there, but they did not get like console port versions. So they can't, Okay. it, it like locks it out. I think it's only like three games where that's an actual huh. problem, but I think I can play the whole back catalog on, on this new one, but I don't know. I mean, if, I'm, I'm probably not. I'm probably not selling the Evercade to anyone who hasn't already heard of it or passed on it. But I don't know. I like shooters a lot, and the idea of like having the the console orient that way to be able to play them properly sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, I could certainly just turn my TV sideways too, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it is. Or you could get three of them next to each other and really go wild with. There you like, go. There you go. Darius, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Great game. Well, that's what we missed in the Nintendo Direct 2, Radiant Silver Gun on Switch. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. well, what else have you been playing? Uh, so I picked up, well, 
It's on Game Pass, actually. Uh, a little game. I don't know. I don't know if I'll call it a game, but it's it's something you can download on uh, Game Pass where it's a story of this girl who appeared in three different movies that were never released. Is- you need to figure out what happened to this girl, basically. And it's all FMV. Is this the so game that all- I've been hearing about that was getting like perfect ratings from like some outlets before it came out? Yeah, it, it probably. Okay. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe that, I guess. But, um, yeah, the, the game is you just watching these clips of FMV and they're all from these three different movies plus like the rehearsals of those movies plus like the table reads of those movies okay plus like interviews and like those type of things for the movies and what's the name of the game uh it's called immortality okay and uh yeah so you're scrubbing through these videos parts of the movies trying to figure out like okay you know basically driven by the curiosity of the movies at first i would say okay which is an interesting way to watch a movie is like you watch different scenes and then you're piecing the scenes together in your mind of like oh i think this is how the movie goes which is kind of interesting but also when it doesn't happen the way you are you're like oh okay that was kind of weird that's not what i figured it was um but yeah, you start from one thing. You can't pick which scene you want to go in. You start from one clip, and then you can pause at any moment. And there's specific items in each frame that you can click. So, like, there might be an apple in the frame. So you click on the apple. Weird. Then it'll, like, take you to a whole other spot in some other clip, in the middle of the clip, where there's, like, oh, there's an apple or there's fruit or something. So that's how you unlock it. Um, most of the time you're just clicking the the, the actor's faces. Sure. So you're like, I just want to go to another section where this guy is. Um, and I, that's kind of an interesting mechanic. However, a lot of times you'll end up in the same scenes again which are kind of disappointing. Um, but it, it's, it's not bad. The, <laughs> the one thing that the achievements that you end up getting racking up are things that you're like, Oh, you clicked fruit three times <laughs> or you clicked, you clicked a gun three times. Okay. And uh, the one thing in this game is there is a lot of nudity, oh. like a lot of nudity. Um, so I figured, of course, that'll be one of the achievements, right? Just <laughs> click click on boobs Clicking three boobs, times, yep, right? Yep. So I did it, clicked that the third third time, and it brought me to another scene with boobs, and it did nothing. And I'm like, oh, I'm just a pervert. <laughs> Dang it. You get rewarded with more boobs at least. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh so is this like made to look like crappy old FMV videos or is this like shot on like better production values or like what's the era that this is set in? So yeah. So the first movie is like a 
<clears throat> like a religious historical epic about oh. a monk, but it's kind of like a sexploitation version of it. The second movie is very much like a Italian or like Roman Polanski or like very like on the new, very edgy side of movie making. And then the third one is like in 1999 and it feels like it was shot on like a camcorder. So I don't know if it was supposed to be like it was a low budget thing. But uh, the first two movies look amazing. Like the, the second one especially feels like it was a real movie. Like it looks and acted. It's, it's all really good. Interesting. Um, but yeah. It, I, have uh, you beaten it then? Yes. So I want to, I don't think this is your type of game. I probably wouldn't play it. Yeah. But you wouldn't play this game, but I do. And if you're not into this type of game, I want to tell you the story. And I want to spoil the story for you because it goes into a place that you would not expect. Okay. Spoiler warning for everybody else. May want to skip ahead the next five yes. minutes or so. Uh, Yep. So I'll probably put this at the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I'm trying to think if I've even got anything else. It's, I guess we're talking about watching stuff. I, I guess yeah. I haven't played any games, but did you watch She-Hulk? I haven't yet. Okay. I probably won't touch too much on that. I was just having this kind of like thought the other day, because <clears throat> without spoiling anything for you, like, you know how... Disney and like current culture is always very much about you look like a Miss Marvel or something. And it's always about empowering women and like, you know, not stereotyping them and making them vulnerable. And, and then she Hulk comes along and just basically shits on all that where she's just like a raging alcoholic who drinks all the time and wants nothing more than to get banged by Tinder dudes. Like it just, it's a weird fit for modern day that's crazy. That's like what Jessica Jones was too. That was that whole show too. Yeah. I, I, my family enjoys watching it, but it's just like, after seeing four episodes now, I'm just like, they kind of took some weird angles on this for like a, a modern day Disney owned show. Yeah. That's surprising that, that, you know, on Disney plus doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's worth a watch if you got Disney plus, I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest superhero guy around, but it's still entertaining enough. It does have that problem, though, where like some of those, I don't know what it is with Disney Plus more than any other platform where they're just like some episodes are like 10 minutes. Some are like 40, like just mm -hmm. even it out. It's not as egregious as like some of the Star Wars stuff, but. Still. Or Stranger Things. <laughs> yes, screw Stranger Things. God, that second half of that season. Yeah. Yeah, we, I. I'm sure we'll get to it. We we're about halfway through the Marvel Miss Marvel one. And that one, yeah, that one's like, I think the kids like it a lot, yeah. but it's just, it seems like it's like a Disney channel show. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's moments of that where it's like really intense and like it, it opens up a lot more towards the end, but like, yeah, it does kind of have that vibe. You're right. She's a good character though. I think for young kids. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of cool to see like other ethnicities obviously yep. disney puts a focus on that in general but it's well done the only other thing i've been watching then too is like um <clears throat> i don't know if you've seen it depends on what channels you're watching or what streaming platforms but amazon launched this new like freebie 
platform that's on like a bunch of str- streaming devices. And it's basically like free shit, um, like Roku TV or something. Anyway, freebie if you have like a Roku or some other equivalent streaming stick or fire stick, um, there's actually like a, a wealth of pretty good content on there. It's nothing like brand spanking new, but there's a lot of good movies and television shows. Uh, but the reason I even downloaded it was they're pushing this show. They're pushing a few shows like that they've made proprietary and original for that platform for freebie. But one of them is sprung. Um, and it's from the guy who created um, one of the creators of my name is Earl and then raising hope, Oh, which oh. I love raising hope more so than my name is Earl, but like, I, and then like most of like a couple of the main cast members from raising hope are back. Um, and it's basically, it's that same line of humor. Um, and it's, it's kind of a funny mashup cause it's almost an exact meetup between the plots of those two shows. It's like it's set during COVID with a bunch of inmates who get let out because they weren't like violent criminals and they just need to get people out because of COVID rampaging through. So they're just like, you guys get out. So then the one guy's like the criminal who wants to go straight and like help people kind of like Earl. But then you've got like them all moving in with, because they have to be quarantined and they have nowhere to go. because they just got out of jail. They move in with like one guy's family. So it's like, yeah, it, it is just like a cross section of those two shows. And it's the same stupid humor. Um, it's the pair, the, the two parents from the Jimmy's parents or whatever from raising hope are the two characters that are back in it. And it's pretty funny. And it's funny just to watch it all like in COVID and like some of the stupidity, you know, you like have people, they go to like a strip club and the strip club doesn't want to get <laughs> shut down. So they just buy a bunch of like inflatable balls for all the girls <laughs> so, so there's this hilarious scene where the guy's like come on honey why don't you meet me in the vip room and you see like two balls rolling in i'm like that's got to be like the worst lap dance ever uh, uh, and then instead of like robbing people for money they're like stealing toilet paper and i don't know it's <laughs> it's pretty good i highly recommend it if you're if you're a fan of, of those two shows or even one of them it's for a free for a free series on a free app I think there's like nine episodes. We blew through it in a few days, but it's how do you describe like that? Is it like the same type of not, not necessarily like redneck, but kind of just like blue collar, like really? Yeah. Yeah. It is a weird, it is a weird style of like, it's almost like vintage sitcom meets like, it's like, it. I. it's almost like evolved slapstick, right? Like it's a more sophisticated, like three stooges is kind of how I, yeah. especially like raising yep. hope. It's just, you're dealing with ignorance and then like you just pull the, the funny out of the stupid and yeah. I think we found a movie cause I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. So I'll have to watch that. Yeah. I, I would check it out. I mean, and like I said, another app where you can watch things for free cause there was a bunch of kids movies and stuff on there too, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice, it's nice to have another source. But yeah, that was my excitement. Oh, and I guess I watched that Ragnarok movie, Thor. Oh yeah, is it good? I haven't seen that yet either. Yeah, I mean, I was told it was more like. I got the impression from people that it was more Guardians of the Galaxy heavy, and that's certainly an element of it, but it's only like a small section. So, sure, it's it's fine. I, I think maybe the second Thor movie is better, but. Yeah, that one's good. great. 
Well, you, the third one. Is it? Is this the fourth the, one? Yeah, Ragnarok is the third one. Okay. Well, the Ragnarok was really good. What is this one? This one is oh, Love, and, Love Thunder and Thunder or something. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. It's fine. It, it fits right in with. There's a lot of there's a lot of humor and like they really lean into the humor of his awkwardness of being like, you know, the awkward god, like I'm a stud kind of guy, but get sure. put in his place a lot. So there's a lot of that. And you get to see Teenage Groot. So I suspect we'll get more of that with Ooh. Guardians 3. But Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. I uh, came into the living room the other day and my wife is watching a show called Echoes uh-huh. on Netflix. Okay. It was like on the top 10, like, oh, the best new thing on Netflix, all that stuff. And I was, I don't know how this thing got made or why it's so popular. Um, it is about a pair of twins, identical twins, where one of them uh, finds out that the other one is missing. Okay. So she has to go back home to find out what's going on with her sister. And uh, there's, you just come to find out that they're just switching lives. Oh, they're constantly just like, oh, we're going to for the next few few years, we got to switch lives. They're like running from problems just by switching lives. Wouldn't the other person just inherit those problems then, though? Yeah, yeah, pretty much is that. Um, And they all but they both have husbands. It's kind of gross. And they both have big family, you know, families and like a daughter. And it's like, whose daughter is this? And I guess genetically it doesn't matter yeah we'd come out the same i get yeah i guess you would never know right um the it frames it like you're supposed to root for the one twin because you're like what the hell is up with this other sister she's gotten into trouble you know and then it twists it and being like no really the other sister is a the asshole or you know the bad person and it's just the whole show. I hate both of them. They're both <laughs> evil pieces of shit. And it's so crazy that, like, they made a show where you just hate the protagonists. Isn't that just Mad Men? I, I mean, I guess so. Mad Men is kind of like that. Like, even like Breaking Bad, there's like an evolution to the bad, yeah, to the evil person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like all of those shows, I just feel like they're, you can see them becoming the evil person where these just people are just like, I hate these people. Right from the get go. So maybe they're going to do the reverse thing where you hate them and then you're going to grow to love them at the end. Oh, maybe. I, I doubt it. There's no way that they could pull this off. I have a feeling that they're going to try and make the one you're supposed to be sympathetic to the other one that you weren't very sympathetic to, to begin with. But I don't know. The funniest part is that uh, there is one, the police chief in all of this is trying to figure out what's going on and why. And, you know, half the show is just they're making up problems and they're just making up situations where both of these people are supposed to both of the twins are supposed to show up. And they aren't there. 
<laughs> so like that's half the show it's just like sitcom bullshit where they're just creating situations where like well i gotta here's my problem i gotta avoid this and it's all manufactured garbage but the cop in there is the uh how do i describe her the have you ever seen Shit's creek yeah the uh lady with the big bulging eyes you know who i'm talking about She's uh, part of the uh, mayor's or the government, city government there. Anyway, she's the cop in this. Oh, okay. And uh, they just, her direct, the, the director went up to her and said, just do Columbo. Just, just do, just do Columbo. Cause the whole thing is just like the cop shows up and they're like, oh, I've been wondering what's going on here. And then they talk a little bit. And then at the end, she's like, well, one more thing. And then they're like, I think it's kind of silly, blah, 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 blah you know, point out some really funny and a really, you know, something that's strange in a really weird way, basically saying like, I'm on to you, wink, wink. And it's just, it's so on the nose. It's so funny. And then on top of that, it's just like, it's this character from this other show that I just can't. You can't unsee. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess there are shows like those housewife shows where it's like, I think the point of it is supposed to be that you hate those people. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're not good people. So you you recommend or do not recommend this thing? I no, I don't recommend this. Okay. This is <laughs> it's 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 an interesting case to watch to be like how would how did somebody approve of any of this? Huh. Yeah, they haven't. I guess they haven't logged into Netflix for a while, but it's probably one of those things where that's going to be like trending really hot for like a week and then it'll be buried and canceled immediately <laughs> yeah. after like you're going to get, you're going to hear in five months that it wasn't renewed. I'm sure. Yeah. Cause it is a Netflix original. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the craziest part of Netflix is you, if you just go to the search and start typing in like three letters, there's like 20 Netflix shows you've never even heard of Yeah, that pop up on there, you know? Well, and I everything. still think like their first original and I still think top like four shows they've ever done is that Lillehammer and like, they don't push that at all. And that got like a five oh, season yeah. run. That was great. Yeah. I've never seen them push that after no. they started, you know, even after the first season, it was stuff. just buried almost. Yeah. Yeah. But they throw a lot of money at shit, I guess. And even, but it's weird. Cause even when stuff hits, they still, they still let it interesting yep. but now they're they're losing subscribers so i wonder how that's gonna go i tried to have that argument again because i was like i want to start canceling stuff the least value platform is netflix she's like no that's what i watch oh i'm like it's habit you're watching it because of habit like you like a couple of shows on there like i'll pay for like two months a year and then she's just like no like it's like 15 bucks like that's let's I don't buy seltzers one weekend. I just won't. I'll just skip seltzers one week. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, if it means this much to you, whatever. But I'm like, that's the one I want to ax. Like, let's just. Yeah. Well, especially when you're getting like other things, like even like free V. Yeah, like exactly. When you're getting those like logged in and you have those on, like ready to go. Yeah. It's just one more time that you can't spend on Netflix. And, I need to do know? the purge. I can't, I have a hard time justifying getting rid of the Hulu bundle because like, it's a pretty good deal between Hulu and Disney, but I think I, yep. I need to get rid of some HBO max for sure can go 
Paramount, yep. I like the Star Trek stuff, but that can go. I don't know. Although I can't cancel that because my parents watch their soaps on that, <laughs> which was hilarious. I think <clears throat> between recordings, I went to my parents and uh, there was a Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, you know, and they were going to show that live through Paramount um, in MTV. I was like, oh, I might want to watch that for a bit in the morning. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can go in and use our Paramount. Like, you mean my Paramount that you're using for free? I was like, yeah, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> like, I signed you into my subscription, you jackass. Uh, good stuff. That's pretty good. At least your parents know. Half the time, I'm like, I logged you in, and they're like, we can use this? Yeah. I'm like, yes, you can use it. Yeah. Are you sure we're not paying? If I click this, was it going to charge you? <laughs> I wonder no. how that's going to go over with Netflix subscriptions too. when they really do start cracking down more globally on sharing IPs and like account logins. Oh yeah. That's going to, that's a surefire way to make sure you lose a ton of subscribers. Yep. And more than you have. That's probably a good investment though. Right? Like let Netflix bottom out completely over the next two years and then just buy it when it's really <laughs> low and they'll do like a big rebrand and we'll make a bunch of money. Yeah. Probably not. They'll probably get bought out by Sony. We'll just make another Stranger Things and then they'll be fine again. Yeah, that's true. They're going to need something after that. That's their last. That's the last reason to keep it. Well, what do you think? Yeah. I think we're at the end here. There's a lot of topics. Exciting week. After I, by the time, uh, this podcast airs it's going to be hilarious if they be like oh yeah we were going to announce those zelda games here you go i'll at least be happy <laughs> it never fails usually when we upload something that it's like contradicted immediately after we go live or, or something <laughs> it's great yeah at least we caught the at least we got the directs like right because usually we're like a day off we're just speculating and then everything we speculate yep. on is horribly wrong so we just get to recap everything that was Horribly wrong. I feel bad right. though because the last time we talked about Halo, I was saying, "What's up with that co-op? If they can't get it right, if you can't do, even do co-op, you might as well just stop doing it or something like that." Oh, your fault. Yeah, it's my fault. You ruined it. Anyway, uh, if you would like to reach us, send us a comment. Uh, you can reach us at weekendrentalpodcast at gmail dot com. We're also on Facebook and the Twitter. If you would prefer those methods. Um, but until next time, be kind, rewind. I see you. I'm a part of you. Golden eye on the 64 is overrated. (laughs) So yeah, here we're talking about the spoilers of immortality, the story behind it. So what you end up, uh, learning is your controller vibrates in the middle of scenes. So then you're like, okay, what's going on here? The controller vibrates, and if you click rewind at a certain speed, it just turns into a completely different clip. Oh. And this, the story gets really weird. I will start with, uh, let's call them God Lady and God Man. They are two people that lived on Earth before humans. Okay. Um, the humans came, 
And uh, there's a lot of different scenes in there that they're talking about how they made up Adam and Eve, how uh, the Virgin Mary was just all a magic trick to them. Like they were orchestrated all of this stuff. Okay. Because them being gods or something. They never really say what they are. They're just saying that they were whatever, but they can overtake humans. They can become a human, the, the other human. So one of them, the girl God, is very much into art. She even says that she was Jesus and the, crucifi- the crucifixion was an art display or something like that. Okay. Um, but she gets really into art and she finds out that she, you know, gets into movies. She's becomes this one actress. This one lady gets into movies. And she really loves doing this because it's like... Oh, the greatest form of art to her. And uh, she falls in love with the human, this human on the first movie. And she uh, becomes, or the, that man becomes the director of the second movie. So she falls in love with this guy because, you know, he's going to be a hotshot director. They're going to make some great art. And uh, the God man comes around possessing the uh, body of a well-known actor and plays the uh, detective in the second movie. And uh, he does not approve of what's going on where the other god is, you know, with this human. Yeah, well, couldn't he have saved himself some time and just possessed that guy? Yeah, that would probably be a smart thing. Yeah, I never (laughs) thought about that. Uh, So then the, uh, they have a fight and somewhere along the lines, I'm not sure I maybe missed this clip or how this got, but the girl God is going to murder the guy God and they do it by, uh, doing it in scene in the movie. So what was supposed to be a prop gun turned out to be a real gun. The girl God shoots the guy God. Guy God's dead. You can just shoot a god? I guess. I don't know. I don't know if they're gods or what they are, but the the guy's dead. Okay. And uh so then the girl god lives with the director. She finds out that, you know, he's just in it for the money, not really the art anymore. So she kills him. She becomes him. And uh lives as him now, I don't know if they if he stills directing movie new movies huh. or what in the time period. Somewhere along the line, there is an actress that is in the theater, watches somehow got the clip of the on screen death of the actor that got shot, and that did something magic wise where the guy God is now inside this actress. Okay. Reborn, reborn in this actress. This is all very intense. Yeah. It's, it's very confusing. And then the guy God comes back to the girl God and they're like, let's make a new movie or I don't know how, I don't know that part. They decide to make a new movie. Okay. And it seems low budget. The girl God ends up possessing 
two bodies, the one of the actress and the director at the same time. All right. And that well, the what happened guy to the god, other god in the actress then? Oh, I, sorry. So like the the girl god is the director and the original actress. Okay. <clears throat> and the guy god is the secondary actress. Gotcha. They uh but her the girl god trying to be two people is too much. It really hurts her. She starts bleeding from the head in one scene. Okay. And they're like, okay, this is not working. She's going to die or something like that. So then the very last scene of the whole reel of the whole game is basically this, the guy God in this actress's body is burns to death. Girl God. On screen. All right. And then the 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 girl god in her natural form comes up to the screen like right, like eyes right, looking right at you saying, I see you, I'm a part of you. Basically because you just watched her die on screen. So, oh, so now you're possessed. So you're possessed by the girl. Yeah. Wow. End of game. How did you feel at the end of all that? I was a little creeped out. It was kind of like the ring vibe. Yes, it it definitely has some of that. The hard part about that is like, think of how confusing that was just me explaining it in historical order. Yeah. You're finding out bits and pieces of this all out of order, like just constantly just like I don't. They're talking about some something they did in like 1940 and they I have no idea what they're talking about. And how long does it take you to beat this? It took me about five or six hours, but I think if I would have known more about the mechanic of like rewinding right away, I think I would have got a lot faster because I like I it doesn't tell you how to do that or anything. It's just it's vibrating and then you're just like, oh, something's here. Interesting. Sounds like a messed up, not really game game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how, how you would classify this thing, but I think the story's worth like <laughs> talking about because it's just so messed up that way. Sounds like a good game to watch like on a Let's Play. Yeah. It's probably the way yes. I'd ingest it. That know? would be a very good thing to watch, especially somebody who is like, what the fuck? Like just seeing the other person yeah. breaking down and being like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it sounds pretty wild. Interesting. Not uh, like when you first start out, you're like just watching these movie clips, and then at the end, you're just like, "Oh, some fucking alien from before time has just possessed me!" <laughs> like what? <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nuts. 